We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Thanks for your service. That's for you if you're a veteran on Veterans Day, and it's also Remembrance Day in Canada. But the big story in Canada right now is bigger than any American can imagine. Don Cherry was fired. Now, if you were to go to Canada right now, you would see an amazing number of people wearing red poppies on their lapels. They're sold everywhere, and the money is used to help Canadian military veterans. Don Cherry did his usual Coach's Corner segment Saturday night on national TV. That's an institution in Canada, and he said this. You know, I was talking to a veteran. I said, I'm not going to run the poppy thing anymore because what's the sense? I live in Mississauga. Nobody wears, uh, uh, very few people wear uh, a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget it, downtown Toronto. Nobody wears a poppy. And I'm not going to, he says, wait a minute. How about running it for the people that buy them? Now, you go to the small cities, and you know, you, you know, those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you, they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys pay the, uh, the biggest price. There was an uproar from the media and from fans on social media, and Sportsnet caved and fired him. Cherry's 85 years old. He's been doing Coach's Corner for 35 years. Here's what he said. I know what I said, and I meant it. Everybody in Canada should wear a poppy in honor of our fallen soldiers and sailors. He went on to say, I speak the truth, and I walk the walk. I've visited the bases of the troops, been to Afghanistan with our brave soldiers at Christmas, been to cemeteries of our fallen around the world, and honored our fallen troops on Coach's Coach's Corner, which he has, by the way. He spends a lot of time doing that. Uh, and he said, I would have liked to continue doing Coach's Corner. The problem is, if I have to watch everything I say, it isn't Coach's Corner. Typical and predictable and unsurprising quote there from Don Cherry. They caved to the political correctness up in Canada. They like to do that a lot. When we come back, we'll talk to a female veteran who's using her military experience to turn things around in one of the most violent neighborhoods in the country. Stick around. Confusing, tedious, worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep. Open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first-dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible? plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA. Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Stag for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. 
Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Stackerwald Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, it is Veterans Day, and Sharpell Welch is a veteran. She's using what she learned in the military to make major differences in the city where she grew up, Shreveport, Louisiana. And uh, Sharpell is a civil society fellow at the Manhattan Institute, and she's community coordinator at Community Renewal International. She joins us now. Sharpell, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, John. So what? Just, let's, uh, f- first thing I want to do is just, uh, it is Veterans Day, so thanks for your service. And um, what was your military, what was your military experience? Well, I was in the United States Army. I came straight out of high school into to the Army. As a matter of fact, I graduated at 17, so j- just had to wait on my 18th birthday to go. Um, landed in 664th Ordnance Unit, um, which was part of 13th Corps Support Command in Fort Hood, Texas. And you, you were deployed overseas, correct? Yes, I served Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Um, went overseas, and what we did, what my unit did, was we pushed ammunition to the front line. So we were about about five miles behind the guys that were doing the heavy fighting, pushing out ammo to them. Uh, that's uh, some um, pretty dangerous work there. Well, um, it was necessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of what the Army does is necessary. Funny how that works, yes. though. Yes. So yes, indeed. So, how have you used your military experience at uh, Community Re- Renewal International? And tell tell us what uh, Community Renewal International is. Sure, Community Renewal International is an organization located in Louisiana. Uh, we started here in Shreveport, Louisiana, and what they do is seek to restore the relational fabric in our society. Um, by restoring these relationships in the neighborhood from within the neighborhood. Um, they do this by a three-tiered model that we use, uh, which is our Haven House leaders. Those are block leaders on every block. They get to know their neighbor, throw parties, and meet uh, once a month to talk about what's going on in the community. Then we have what we call our We Care movement. Um, those are uh, people from all over the city, all over our area, who sign up on our We Care team. And all you have to do to be a part of that gang is to tell us one thing you're doing for your neighbor. 
Um, it's, it's, it's a movement that gets us to be other-centered. And finally, and where I have the most experience, is our Friendship House strategy, where we move couples into high-crime, high-poverty, high-risk neighborhoods um, in a home owned by Community Renewal, and we sort of rebuild the relational fabric of that neighborhood from within the neighborhood. We become your neighbors. And my husband and I live in a friendship house in one of the neighborhoods here in Shreveport, Louisiana. So you could live in a much nicer, safer neighborhood if you wanted to, but you choose to live there. Sure. We chose. We gave up our nice little middle-class cushion and came and um, rolled up our sleeves and got to work. Um, our home, we live where we work. So our home is a community room in the afternoons. Children from um, the local schools come to us. They get tutoring. They get a hot meal. They get character development lessons every day. While those children are at school, we have what we call the adult renewal program. So those those parents in our area, uh, those adults who may, for whatever reason, didn't receive a high school education, they come to us in the morning, and uh, we have certified teachers here, and they... um, receive their um, G, what the form, it used to be called the GED, is now the high set. So they receive a high school education in the daytime while their children are at school. Um, after they receive their GED, they can go on and take job readiness um, programs like um, welding or sewing or marketing and um, go on to college and career. Some of them holding a um gainful employment for the first time in their life. Now, this is interesting because this is the neighborhood you grew up grew up in, correct? Or this, this is the this is the city I grew up in, yeah. Allendale. I live in a neighborhood called Allendale right now. I grew up in a neighborhood called Cedar Grove, which is also a neighborhood that we serve. Um, Allendale was once, um, as far as the crime rate, the worst place to live in our city. Um, we recently had a nice national night out celebration here with a bunch of city officials, and we found out that Allendale now has the, is the second safest place to live in our region. So we've come a long way. There's a lot of work still to be done, but um, this strategy is working. What? Crime is down 60% in my neighborhood. Wow. And what what's changed? I mean, um what how does how has this worked and how much has what you've been doing uh, been a factor in all this your your, well, your organization um, we give of ourselves so um you bring your personality and everything you have there's no classroom we go and sit in to learn to do this um every human being has the capacity to care but what community renewal has managed to do is systemize caring and focus that caring and, and so we have what we call a, a center for community renewal um, that teach you how to replicate this model in your neighborhood. But we just give of ourselves. This this is not really a job. We say it's a job for lack of a better word. But this is a lifestyle for my husband and I. What did being in a war zone and having to deal with all that, that goes with that at a young age uh, do for your confidence? And how is that? worked how has that been a factor in in uh your approach to what you're doing now i tell you i use everything i learned in the military in my day-to-day work um sometimes our these high crime communities are like a war zone so i do everything except fire a weapon um i i use that same tenacity that same um willingness to stick with a job until it's done that i learned um over in the Gulf War. Uh, these these kids um, come from similar backgrounds than me, so I'm able to connect with them on a, on a much deeper level than if I were just someone from a program swooping in to help out. Um, so I use my experience to help them develop and, and to show them that you don't have to become um, the negative things you see every day. If you can, If you can imagine it in your mind, we can get you there in reality. What's the hardest thing about getting kids uh, who are teenagers and living in that environment to listen to you? 
and to buy into what you're doing? Well, I think it's the toxic um, mentality that they, that's been instilled in them. I can tell you that my husband and I, for about a year and a half, when we first moved into this home in this neighborhood, the kids would come to get a meal, and some of them would stay for tutoring, but they wouldn't talk to us. We wouldn't get to know them deeply. It took us a lot of time to break that ice and gain that trust. Um, so that's one of the things, and we have that trust now. We, we, we have a real family environment here. Um, our neighbors are, we're just a village. We villageized our neighborhood. But uh, I think what keeps me up at night, um, besides, you know, wondering if we're going to have the resources to continue this work and to scale this work, would be um, sometimes sending them back into a toxic situation. So I have to trust the, the training and the education and the love that I put in them that it will, it will sustain them. Um, a lot of our neighborhoods are transitive. There are a lot of rent houses in, in a lot of these communities. So you, people come and go. So we have to make an impact, and we have to make it fast, and we have to make it last. And where's the funding come for this, for the, for the Commonwealth uh, Renewal International? So Community Renewal is fundedly, funded totally by um, private donations. So a bunch of caring citizens, everybody has a job to do. We have over 2,000 volunteers, and we have many, many sponsors and supporters. So they um, come together in whatever way that they're blessed to do, whether it's time, talent, or treasure, and we get the job done. Um, we don't um, receive any um, big government funding or anything like that. It's just um, caring people coming together to do what's needed. I'm going to ask you a question about the the fact that it's not uh, government-funded and it's not government-run. How has that been a positive for you, that it's not associated with the government? Or has it been? um, it has not been. And I think um, the biggest positive um, that I can think of right now is um, (laughs) no bureaucracy. We, we we can go to where the need is and we can get it done without a lot of red tape and we don't have to go through um, a year and a half of paperwork mm-hmm. to get it done. We go straight to the problem. Uh, we connect people and and we watch these lives transform. Um, and, and then we can, you know, care without having our hands tied. Yeah, and is um, how important is it to these uh, kids you're working with to just be part of a group? And by a group, I don't mean a gang, as opposed Absolutely. to a gang, I guess I'm saying. So I told you we have over, over 50,000 neighbors right now who are on our We Care team, and we are visible. We have signs in our yards. We wear bumper stickers and, and lapel pins. So we like to say that we're the biggest gang in town. So um, sooner or later, if you keep at this work, those that um, want to do the wrong thing will become the exception in these neighborhoods rather than the rule. So we created these kids um, are family. They come to us with um, issues. We talk through them. We get them resources. If, if there is something, a need that we cannot meet, we have people in our village who can or who know someone who can. We just connect the right people. Um, in order to change our world, we just want to make it a place where every child is safe and loved. And that's what everybody wants, no matter socioeconomic backgrounds or whatever. Um, what connects us is our capacity to care. And uh, it's amazing what you're doing there. You became a mother yourself at 17. Um, I did. So, so how did the military change your life? What, what, where, where do you think your life would be had it not been for the military? Well, um, in my home, my home consisted of myself, my stepfather, um, three uh, maternal siblings, and two more um, stepbrothers. And nobody in that home had graduated high school. Wow. 
Um, so um, uh, some of my siblings and my stepfather dropped out of school as early as the sixth and seventh grade. I was the first to graduate high school. And um, I guess there was a burning inside of me that knew that I could not continue um, to be what I see and, and be successful in this world. I knew there was something more. Um, didn't really have great guidance counselors when I graduated high school. I grew up in a, uh, graduated from a, a neighborhood high school, um, poor neighborhood. And so I decided to go into the military simply because a military recruiter came to my school and answered every question that my guidance counselor could answer for me. Um, I believe um, we have a lot of hidden treasures in our communities, and that's why I say I connect with these kids because I was one of those. I'm able to mine those treasures and make them shine, and that's what the military did for me. They grew me up. Um, showed me a better way, gave me a real uh, pride in working hard just for the sake of working hard. But what this um, this I was? Loved, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna. I, I wanted to ask. It, it, this was something that you, as a seventeen-year-old, decided on your own. I'm joining the military. Yes, I had a talk with my uncle. Um, when I decided, my mom just flat out told me that, you know, we, I wouldn't, wasn't going to be able to go to college. She, she couldn't afford it. Um, and what am I going to do about the baby and this and that? And so I told my uncle, I'll just, you know, get a job. I, in high school, I had a job at a convenience store. I said, I'll get a better job and I'll just stay here. And I was graduated pretty high in my class and he just would not let me settle. Um, I told him I just didn't have the opportunities that a lot of other kids that graduated high in our class did. And he said, well, create your own. One sentence. And I thought about that, and I couldn't sleep at night thinking about how can I create my own opportunities from nothing. We were dirt poor. Um, and the military was my way to do that. At 17 years old, I just I made that my choice. Now, uh, how would how often do you come across kids who would benefit the same way if they would take that same uh, path, make that same choice? Every day. <laughs> so we, um, we've we been here in this home about five and a half and six, or six years. We worked in another community before, before now. And Emmett and I are just, um, this past May, we just saw the first seniors in our program graduate. One is at Dillard University, Another is a firefighter, a studying to be a firefighter. He's in training now. One has become a welder, and the other will be will be um, joining Wiley College in January. Um, and she wants one of them wants to go on to the military after um, college. She wants to go in as an officer. So they are listening. <laughs> it is working. Um, and um, the stats are showing that, I mean, when we started out, these were kids who were um, in real danger of dropping out of high school. They were truant and they were failing. Now I think of the uh, 30 or so children we serve in our home, our average grade point average is about 3.3. Wow. It used to be a 1.2 average, yes. Uh, Sharpell, I have about 30 seconds left and I'm up against a hard break. Uh, Sharpell Welch, um, have you ever thought about running for public office? No, I have not. I, I, I figure I can I can make more leadway here, um, supporting those officials and, and and doing the groundwork. I'm a frontline type of girl. <laughs> well, it's a it's a great story, and somebody ought to make a movie about you. That's what they ought to do. That's a great story. I oh, really appreciate you. you being on the radio with us. There's so much more to learn. Just join us at communityrenewal.us and find out more and plug in where you can. We'll be happy to bring you down and show you this work firsthand. Communityrenewal.us? Yes, sir. Sharpell, good luck. Thanks. We'd like to have you on again sometime. God bless you. Okay, thank you, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. 
taps being played at Arlington National Cemetery's Tomb of the Unknowns as the nation commemorated Veterans Day. Vice President Mike Pence, speaking at the Veterans Day observance in Arlington, says the nation will be there for veterans who are struggling. There is help available today. And just as you were there for us, we will be there for you to see you through this time. A 93-year-old veteran from Virginia is finally getting a diploma more than 75 years after World War II interrupted his education. James Yarbrough received an honorary high school diploma on Monday during a Veterans Day ceremony at Washington Henry Elementary School in Mechanicsville. This is SRN News. All packages for a living? A gas-powered Mercedes-Benz Sprinter delivers. Transport people? A Sprinter van with 0% financing is a five-star idea. If food delivery is your thing, then a gas Sprinter caters to you. And if you're a general contractor, the Sprinter with 0% financing nails it. With innovation, safety, and technology, Sprinter is built for you. And it's built for your bottom line with 0% financing. The Mercedes-Benz Sprinter, starting at just $33,790. And for a limited time with IRS Section 179, you could be eligible for up to a $25,000 tax deduction. Gas engine, 0% financing, and a possible tax deduction? Now that's a Sprinter that delivers. Mercedes-Benz. Vans. Born to run. MSRP excludes all options, taxes, title, registration, transportation, charge, and dealer prep fee. Options, bond availability, natural dealer price may vary. See dealer for details about costs and terms. Only valid on 2018 or 2019 Mercedes-Benz Sprinter vans, excluding cap chassis. Qualified commercial customers only. Financing offer valid through January 2, 2020. Consult your tax advisor. For more information, limits may apply. Visit mbvans.com. Dr. Sebastian Gorka doesn't understand the latest criticism of the president. After 18 years of war, 18 years, the president is being pilloried for not wanting to go to war with Turkey. Just internalize that for a second. After a generation of war, the elite wants us to get into another war. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive was the admonition of Sir Walter Scott in the 1800s. Change deceive to intercede. And the quote becomes most apropos to Governor Tom Wolfe's plan to increase the threshold at which salaried workers must be paid overtime. But there are serious consequences with such a move. Learn what they are at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking is challenged every day. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunchilka for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you can lease a 2020 Chevy Trax for as low as $159 per month. This is a 39-month, 30,000-mile lease with $24.99 plus tax at registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman. Legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Hey there. What's up, bruh? Hello. Aloha. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hola. Hi. It takes a lot of voices to create the sound of us. The Y welcomes all of them with open arms. From career readiness to safe spaces, the Y is there. No matter who we are. Now, more than ever, they need your support. Support your local Y today. The Y, or better us. Read by members of the Y. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Parkway West, it is stop and go on the inbound side. 79 out of the Fort Pitt Tunnel, very heavy. Parkway East, very busy outbound. You're tied up from Bay Street out to Edgewood, Swiss Vale. 10th Street downtown shut down for sinkhole repair between Liberty and Penn Avenues. Trying to get on to 579, got the on-ramp shut down from 7th Avenue and Bedford Avenue. That for construction for about a month. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. 
will have rain this evening, turning to snow late as it gets much colder. Untreated surfaces will get slippery late tonight. It will be 28. It will be blustery and much colder tomorrow with lingering snow showers. Total accumulation 1 to 3 inches. Temperatures will slowly fall through the 20s. Wind chill in the teens. Clearing and frigid tomorrow night. Low near the date's record of 13. Unseasonably cold with sunshine Wednesday. High 32. With your Hacky Weather forecast, I'm Frank Strait. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Allegheny Council, Allegheny County Council is proposing an ordinance that would prevent you from getting therapy for a son who thinks he should be your daughter. That seems like a major example of government overreach. That's what it seems like to the PA Family Council and the PA Family Institute. Curtis Shuby is legal counsel for the Independence Law Center representing the PA Family Council, and he joins us now. Curtis, thanks for being here. Yes, thanks for having me. So uh, what would this ordinance do, Curtis? Well, there's actually two different ordinances that are pending right now. Um, so the first one was introduced back in March by Councilman Klein. Uh, so that bill would be in all so-called conversion therapy, which would be any effort to change the sexual orientation or gender identity, so feelings of being the opposite sex uh, of a minor. Um, and so first of all, we, we find that goal to be problematic uh, because it bans the goal rather than banning harmful methods. Um, but what it also would do is it, it's not limited to just mental health care providers. It, it would also potentially ban uh, pastors or volunteers or even mentors from making those efforts with a minor. Um, and another problem, too, is it's so broad as to uh, even ban the secondary outcome of um, changing gender identity or, or sexual orientation. Uh, so if you went into a counselor because of domestic abuse, for example, and as a result you had reduced same-sex attraction, um, that would be banned under their bill. So so are there are these competing ordinances, one good, one bad? Yeah, so uh, we worked with Councilwoman Sue Means um, to come up with a bill that we thought was better tailored to the real worries uh, within this context. Uh, and so we, we identified two worries, and one would be when you have a minor uh, who's forced against their will to undergo uh, methods of treatment. Uh, and the second is physically harmful methods. And, and so we developed a bill uh, that would ban um, any method that a minor does not consent to and would also ban anything that's physically harmful, like electroshock therapy or beating the person, or, you know, those things you see on the TV and, and movies that kind of stigmatize the whole practice. Um, but this bill would also protect the counselors who do do this the right way, which would be something like talk therapy or play therapy with a minor. Uh, and it also protects the parental rights of someone who wants to bring uh, their kid to a counselor. Well, somebody is out there saying, uh, somebody with the force of government behind them, is out there saying that uh, a parent cannot do anything to change the mind of a son or daughter who um, is attracted to the same sex. Uh, they're, yeah, they're so, not, you're not allowed? I mean, what, what's, what are they, they going to do about it if you do? So what we're here to protect is, is the minor who wants uh, to change their, not a change, but who wants to address their sexual orientation or gender identity, feelings of being the opposite sex or being attracted to the same sex. Uh, we found that through meeting with different counselors throughout the state that there are minors who want that outcome, who want, who want that type of change. Uh, and so we're here. We're here to protect those minors who who um, want to direct their own care. So, but um, this in the in the climate that we are in right now, um, it's the sex um, the the gender dysphoria is not only tolerated; it's uh, almost encouraged and and it's glamorized. So you're not allowed to, a parent is not, is not allowed to be alarmed at the prospect of their son thinking he should be a woman or daughter thinking he should be, uh, she should be a man. Um, and the law is going to just back them up on that, according to this, the bad ordinance? Yeah, the, the, the ordinance proposed by Councilman Klein uh, would prevent any therapy whatsoever that would um, do, do anything but affirm uh, that minor who had that um, same that feelings of being the opposite sex. 
But is the law making an equivalency between gender dysphoria and same-sex attraction? There's a big difference in those two things. Yeah, so those are different things. Um, but this law, yes, it would be in any effort to change someone's um, being attracted to the same sex or feelings of being the opposite sex. So, yes, you're right, you know, scientifically and lifestyle-wise, those are two different things. But um, this law would be in both efforts. And so they're they're lumping the two together, as though they're the same. More or less, yeah. um, and there's, I would think that there's a pretty healthy debate among counselors and uh, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, about the major difference between gender dysphoria and same sex attraction. I mean, what gives them the authority to throw the, put, to put those two things together as though they're the same? Or you know they're 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 they they're the treatment for either one. If you're going to be if there's going to be treatment, would be the same. Well, so I think what these these laws are doing, um, you know, this isn't unique. These are popping up across the country. Uh, so what they're doing is they're I mean they're not treating them the same, but they are they're treating them as both equally bad. Uh, so what they do is they they just ban the outcome of reducing same-sex attraction or reducing the feelings of being the opposite sex blanketly. And so they don't discriminate between good forms of therapy and bad forms of therapy. And, and so when you hear, you know, American Counseling Association or those types of, you know, national institutions that say that it's bad, um, they really don't differentiate between talk therapy and play therapy, which are, you know, loving forms of treatment and the, the more abusive forms of therapy uh, that can, in fact, be harmful to a minor um, and so that's what, with the bill that we worked with, with Sue Means, that's our goal, is we're trying to separate the good from the bad and only ban the bad. And does this law already exist in Pittsburgh? Uh, so a similar law does exist in Pittsburgh City, yes. Um, that bill would not be quite as broad as Allegheny County's. Um, so the one in Pittsburgh would ban only licensed professionals rather than um, all people who are making those efforts, like a pastor or a volunteer. But it's very similar, yes. But I, it's just really strange to me because, I mean, what gives someone on Allegheny County uh, Council the uh, belief that he or she can uh, um, dictate to a counselor what's okay uh, in dealing with a minor when it comes to this situation and what's not? That's a really interesting question. And um, turning to the law, the, kind of the lawyer side of me, um, we believe that, that the county council does not have that authority, um, and that's based upon a Supreme Court case from last year. Um, it was called Nifla v. Becerra. Um And what that, one, that case was about was a pregnancy center, uh, and the, they were forced to advertise for abortion. And the Ninth Circuit said you can regulate professional speech. Um, and when it got to the Supreme Court, Justice Thomas said, no, professional speech is still protected speech. And he actually listed these so-called conversion therapy ban cases as an example of something that should be protected under the free speech clause. Um, so we, we would believe that if the bad ordinance passes, um, there is a potential for a lawsuit uh, sometime down in the future. Okay, so um, how close are we to having one or uh, one of these uh, ordinances passed? Uh, based upon my understanding, the county council is pretty evenly divided um, between the two right now. Uh, so it, it could go either way. But but um, is there a deadline on when they will actually, uh, when, when's the final vote on it? So yeah, both, both bills would have to be uh, passed by Inauguration Day in January. Um, otherwise, they'd have to refile. Okay, so so this is a this is a uh, an ongoing debate in council. So, what should people do who um, want the uh, what you call the the good ordinance to be the one that's passed? We would ask anyone who uh, has an interest in this to call the county council and support the. We've called our bill the harmful therapy ban. Uh, so we would ask them to support the harmful therapy ban. We we think that the council is evenly divided enough that uh, if we could get one more council person to, to come to our side, we could probably get the good one passed. Now, and we're talking to uh, Curtis Shuby. He uh, represents the PA Family Council, Pennsylvania Family Council. Uh, he's with the uh, Independence Law Center. Um, 
and I, I'm wondering what I mean. Let, let's say that the 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 bad ordinance passes. What's the penalty for violating a law like this? What are they going to? I mean, what, if I'm if I'm caught counseling my son or daughter, what, what's the what's the county going to do to me? Well, the the county bill uh, that was given by Councilman Klein actually doesn't have a penalty, which is kind of interesting. Um, so it would actually require someone to go to court and get what's called an injunction, which would prevent it's basically getting the court to prevent you from doing something. Um, the one in Pittsburgh, though, for example, has civil penalties like fines that could result from uh, violating the law. This, but I mean, uh, so so I'm I'm found guilty of, of violating this law. What's I mean, um, I, I don't understand. I mean, what is there, this, how can you have a law for which there's no penalty? Well, the penalty for violating would be, if, it. If, if the penalty would, if you violated the court order, they, you could get fines or sanctions from that. And what if I don't um, pay the fine or the and I don't pay attention to the sanction? Um, well, it just would escalate from there. You could get more fines or, um, you know, I, honestly, it would, it would, um, it would be a difficult, um, thing for some, a counselor to get over if, if they were to violate a court order. That's what I mean. I mean, if, if, if I'm, if I'm caught counseling my son or daughter in the, in a way that the, that somebody on Allegheny County Council doesn't think I should do it. What are they going to do to me? I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. Oh, it's a fine. Well, I'm not paying it, and I'm going to keep doing it. What are you going to do? Uh, come into my house and spy on me while I'm talking to my kid? I mean, why why do they even get involved in this? Well, uh, they're wanting to get involved in this just because they you know they they want to. There's a, an attempt to have um, this practice ended, and and even if the stigma. Uh, that can result in people, you know, voluntarily uh, changing their behaviors, which we, still is a violation of the First Amendment. Yeah, well, it would be, for me, it would put me in the position of saying, uh, uh, being even more determined to do what I want to do and not listen to what they're saying. But, uh, you know, it's interesting, um, Curtis, we we had a uh, story here a couple, few months ago. Um, it happened in Vancouver where a man... Um, the father did not want his. Um, I'm thinking. I think it was his daughter who. Uh, or, uh, I can't remember which way she wanted to go. Whether it was a, a boy who wanted to thought he wanted to be a girl, um, but whatever it was, the the authorities, the law, the supreme, the courts in in uh, in British Columbia, they told this father that he was not allowed to prevent his daughter. I think it was from having um, uh, a, a transgender a transition therapy that you know the, the physical therapy the physical change he was he was not allowed to she was 14 and he was not allowed to be involved in the decision about whether or not she wanted to become a boy and that's the isn't that kind of what this extension of laws like this would be yeah it's, I mean it's in the same legal trend that we're seeing um, you know we're, we've actually seen um, talked with parents who have had child protective services uh take an interest in and what the decisions they're making with their own children even here in pennsylvania uh so it's definitely a very alarming trend in the law uh one that we're going to have to be aware of and diligent to to fight uh both in these legislative settings and in courts well here's an interesting story for you this is the kind of stuff that's going on curtis and that's why i think nipping this stuff in the bud is a good idea there's a case again up in Canada in Ontario. Uh, parents who f- they filed a, a, a human human rights complaint against a school where their six year old daughter was being taught in a school. There's no such thing as boys and girls. Uh, there was a teacher up there who had a, a YouTube uh, on gender called "He, She, and They" with a question mark. Gender queer kids stuff number two. That was part of the lesson plan for the day for six year olds. Okay, mm-hmm. and that I mean, uh, so I think what you guys are doing is a good thing, if no for no other reason than to just nip it in the bud. I mean, get keep the government out of it. Yeah, and that that really is kind of our thought is we you know we're, we're not here to um, we're not here to protect things that everybody agrees are harmful, um, and so you know we 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 want to make a, a good faith effort to to prohibit those bad things. Um, but you're right, we we don't want the government. 
uh, dictating, you know, what a good therapy goal is for, for the, our kids and, and what a, a bad therapy goal is. You know, minors should have the ability to, to determine what they want for themselves um, and, and not have the government make that decision for them. So I only have 30 seconds, Curtis. Just uh, make it as clear as you can. What should people do who want to make sure that the bad law doesn't get passed? So this week uh, on Wednesday, we are meeting uh, with the subcommittee that is looking at both of these bills. Uh, so it would be great if anyone could call in to support the harmful therapy ban and not the conversion therapy ban. Um, we really need to convince that subcommittee to pass it into the floor um, and then follow this case. And, and we hope to get a, a vote on the floor in December. Uh, and so keep calling then as well. Curtis, I really appreciate you being on. Good luck with your, yep. your uh, quest here. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. That's Curtis Shuby of the uh, uh, Council for the Independent Law Center representing the PA Family Council. We'll be right back. We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean and they are ready, Ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or, or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals, Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last minute change ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Do you want to get rid of your expensive landline, save money, but keep your important home telephone number? Then OurOldNumber.com has the perfect solution. OurOldNumber.com allows you to keep your home phone number and cancel that expensive landline connection. With OurOldNumber.com, calls from family and friends to your home phone number are answered by a personal greeting from you. The caller selects which family member they want to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded to that family member's cell phone. Your important home phone number is still your number. It's still in directory assistance, and no matter where you happen to be, you'll never miss a call. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. There are no long-term contracts, and it's only $9.99 per month. Best of all, OurOldNumber.com eliminates those annoying sales calls. Now, your home telephone number can be as mobile as you and your family are with OurOldNumber.com. Visit OurOldNumber.com to learn more and get started today. OurOldNumber.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solar Infrared Grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at besthotgrill.com 
That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. In case you missed it, we started the show telling you that Don Cherry was fired. Uh, Don Cherry, uh, if you're a hockey fan, you know who he is. If you're not a hockey fan, uh, he's the he's the Howard Cosell of Canada, uh, 85-year-old commentator. Uh, he would, he's been doing it since the early 80s and former coach, and he's very conservative, and he's old. He's 85 years old, and he was fired for saying this. Uh, and I, uh, Before I run this, uh, the poppies he's talking about here are the, are the little uh, flowers that people buy wear on their lapels and the money is used to uh, support veterans and this is what he said Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada you know I was talking to a veteran I said I'm not going to run the poppy thing anymore because what's the sense I live in Mississauga nobody wears uh, uh, very few people wear uh, a poppy downtown Toronto forget it downtown Toronto nobody wears a poppy and I'm not going to he says wait a minute how about running it for the people that buy them now you go to the small cities and you know, you, you know, those, the rows on rows, you people love, you, you, they come here, whatever it is, you love our way of life, you love our milk and honey, at least you could pay a couple of bucks for poppies or something like that. These guys pay for your way of life that you enjoy in Canada. These guys paid the, uh, the biggest price. Yeah, and uh, so he got fired and he said, that's fine. He said, I still think that everybody should buy a poppy. And he said that I walk the walk. I've been to visit the troops in, uh, in Afghanistan at Christmas time. I've been to cemeteries all over the world uh, to honor the fallen. And um, here's the problem. Don Cherry's 85. Everybody in Canada knows how he feels about things like this. And he's been on the air because he's popular. Uh, and he's canceled now from the cancel culture. He's fired because he said what everybody knows he thinks. So it takes it takes him actually saying it to have someone fire him. But even though that everybody in Canada, every single person in Canada knows that that's exactly how Don Cherry thinks. And he's been on the air there for 38 years. They can't just say we disagree with what he said and let it go at that. They have to fire him. I hope he shows up somewhere else in Canada. I have a feeling he will. Long live Don Cherry. See you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.